0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles up to Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to read some things in the Word, and I hope it stirs you up, that you get excited about the Word, amen? Amen. Get excited about what Jesus says, what Jesus did, what he's commanding us to do. And so in verse 22, it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. But this was just a little different for the disciples because, you know, he was basically forcefully telling them to get on the ship and that he was staying behind and they weren't used to that. They were used to going everywhere with Jesus and being in that place. But he, it says he constrained them. He compelled them to get on the ship and that he, wanted to, uh, he would take care of the multitudes. And verse 23 says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So here he is, he goes up, they're out on the water, they're obeying Jesus, they're on the ship, and he's up in the mountain, and he's in verse 24, it says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. So here they are, they're on the ship, listen, these are fishermen, they are used to the waves, The it just says they're contrary, you know, they're having a little uh, wind, and they're having the waves come up. But it's something they're used to. They're fishermen. They've been in the ship many times when the water has gone up, and the winds have blown. So it's nothing new for them to be in this place. They're not afraid. doesn't say anything about fear here, that they're concerned about being on the ship, that they're concerned about the waves. They're just doing what they know to do. They're just pressing through rough waters. You ever been in rough waters? Yeah. You've been out there. I've, I know. For me, I've been on rough waters on on the ocean, and boy, it, it's not my thing. I'll just tell you right now. I did it once, and that was good enough. <laughs> I've decided that you know, the water's for the fish, and I'm for the land. I just think that's a perfect balance right there. You know, he keeps trying to get me to go on a cruise, and I think I like the land. Land is good. Hallelujah. I can fly, and I can be on the land, but don't put me on a ship. It's just how I am. <laughs> so anyway, here they are. They're on the, they're on the ship. They're perfectly comfortable. Um, they're, they're not stressed out. They've been here. And so verse 25 says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. So here they are dealing with the storm, dealing with the raging waters, dealing with things, being focused on what they need to do to get the ship to the other side, to be obedient to what Jesus said. And then they see this, this glow or they see this spirit. They see something ...on the sea, and they're not sure what it is. And fear comes upon them. Fear comes upon them to overtake them and get them distracted. Get them in that place that they're out of faith and they're into fear. And but verse 27 says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord... If it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. What else is he going to (laughs) say? He's going to say, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou doubt? So I want us to look at a few things here because Jesus walked on the water and when Peter said, If it be thou, you, you know, tell me to come on to the water. And so what Jesus said, he simply said, Come. But in that word, there was enough power in that word to cause Peter to walk on the water. There was enough power in the word that would cause, I mean, it would be just like that word going into that water and making a platform for him to walk on. There was enough power in the word of what Jesus spoke. Do you know, notice that Jesus didn't say, Peter, you better not try this. He didn't, he didn't say, you know, look at the winds, Peter. Look at the circumstances. Look around you. You need to think about this. He just simply said, come. There was eno- enough creative power in that word to get Peter all the way to Jesus. Whenever he speaks, he creates in us the ability to do what he has commanded us to do. When that word is spoken, when Jesus gives you that word, immediately his ability has come on on you to accomplish what he sent that word to do. And when Jesus spoke that word, Peter's response, he responded to the word. I love how Peter responded. He was like, let me out of this boat. Everybody else is looking around trying to figure out what to do. Why did the other, t- other 11 not get out of the boat? Why did they just sit there? That's what so many things happen with people. They just, they do not respond to the word. They do not take a hold or they do not believe that word is able to sustain them. That word is able to bring to pass what that word was sent to do. And we've got to get ourselves in that place and our hearts that respond and believe that that word has the power to carry us all the way through. We need to get in that place that, you notice in that place they were in rough waters. Those were rough waters. Nothing that they couldn't deal with, but they were rough waters. And then Peter said, come on. I mean, Jesus said, come, get into the water, walk on the water. And then it said, he walked. On the water. He got out of that boat and he walked on the water. You know, two people now can say they walked, Jesus and Peter walked on the water. I want to be one of those that walk on the water. I want to be one of those that is stepping out and trusting and going into those places that God has called us to do. He's calling the church to rise up to that place that they are going to take a position and believe that they can walk on the water, that they can do it, that they can step out of that boat no matter what it looks like. But when I was pondering on this message and pondering about that, I was thinking, you know, here... They had never seen Jesus walk on the water. It was a new thing. It was something new to them. So they're looking at it. They're examining it, trying to figure out in their heads. Now, none of us would ever get into our heads and try to figure out what God's doing. We're not like that, you know. We're just spiritual right away. (laughs) We jump in when Jesus says jump in. But he was doing a new thing, and Peter tapped into it you know the word the Lord gave us I read it a couple of weeks ago the word that God gave for this house and that he was going to do something new something unusual something that hadn't been done before and I was thinking about this and I thought are we going to be ready for it or are we going to be like the other 11 disciples that stayed on the boat because they had never seen it before. Well, what does that look like? Peter, you must be crazy getting out walking on that water. What are you thinking walking on water? Can you imagine? Now, let's be real. In a boat with rough waters, with, with the waves going up. And when Peter gets in that waters, the waters turn boisterous. That means, hey, it really got strong. And they're looking at him. What would you say? just want you to kind of think about that. What would you say? If somebody, if something happened, let's just say we're in a service and some strange things start happening, where would you be? Trying to figure it out in your head? Or would you allow the Spirit of God to move? Would you allow this new thing to happen? Or would you say, I haven't ever seen it like that before. What would you do? I wonder what Judas thought. He, he's on the boat. He'd seen miracles. He's getting highly offended at Jesus because he doesn't like what he's doing anyway. You think he was encouraging Peter? Or do you think he was one of those doubters, looking back, thinking, what is Jesus doing now? I'm just telling you, we're coming into unusual days. And we need to be ready. We need to be in that place that we are be- the ones that are saying, let's walk on the water. Let's get out of the boat. Let's go for something. If it's different, if it's unusual, let's go for it. Amen? Amen. a little bit better (laughs) you know we we have to think about that if we're going to grow up and we're going to be what God called us to be we're going to have to learn to step out of the boat and be those that say I'm a water walker I'm I'm going to get out and when if Jesus tells me to do it I'm going to get out on that word and I'm going to trust that that word is well able To bring me to that place that he wants me. That word had the full capacity to take Jesus, I mean, to take Peter all the way to Jesus. It had that much power in it. See, sometimes we don't trust the power in the word, we don't trust what Jesus is really saying. We're really not taking him at his word. We're not really in that place when he says something, that that word that is so creative and so powerful that it can make or bring to pass whatever is needed. If it if we really believe that, we would see more manifestation of it. Amen. We would see. That's where Peter was. Even when he went to Jesus. Even when the winds got strong and the winds got boisterous and the pressure, the pressure from the water, the pressure from the waves. Now, he's standing in the water, right? He's in the water. He's standing on the water. And the scripture says he begins to sink. How many of you all stepped in the water and began to sink? Oh, I'm starting to sink. Huh. You don't start to sink. You're sunk. I mean, you know, if you're chomp like that. You're down. You're under. But the Scripture says he began to sink. He starts. What does that mean? Did he go down an inch? That means faith is still working. That means that doubt's trying to come in because of the outside pressure from the circumstances that are around him. They are causing him to get into that place of doubt, not trusting the word because the pressure gets great. That's what happens so many times when we step out, We start walking on the water. God starts doing things. We're in pressure. Listen, they were in pressure. They were in the rough waters. They were in it already. But Peter said, I'm going to trust God. That's what he said. I'm going to trust. I mean, we need to congratulate him. He got out. The others stayed in. And so here he is. He's beginning to sink he's beginning to go down so faith is working jesus is pulling for him you know jesus isn't running to him jesus has got his faith and he's believing that peter's going to make it he believes in us he believes in us that we're going to make it that we can walk on that word that we that word that we are going to believe that that word has the power to sustain us and get us into that place that he wants us to be in. And I'm telling you in this day, there's things that he's putting out there and he wants us to see. He wants us to walk on that water. He wants us to get out there. And get beyond our reason. Get beyond our thinking. And go into that place that we are going to believe there is power in that word. To create whatever you need. You, you remember that. Uh, oh my gosh. What is the name of that movie? It just popped in my head. Um, one of those Ark movies. And they went after. They were going after the Ark. What's the name of that? Indiana Jones. There we go. One of those Indiana Jones movies. I saw this 150 years ago. Not quite that long. (laughs) And and they were standing, you know, uh, on this, inside this cave. And there was this big blank space there. And then here was the other side. Y'all remember that if anybody saw it, you know. And each step that he took when he made that step there appeared a step you know it looked like he was going to step into nothing right and then that step was there that's how jesus is you can't see the step but when you by faith step out that step is there that's how When Peter walked on the water, every step he took, there was something underneath. You couldn't see it because that water couldn't hold him up. But faith was undergirding that. Faith was under there. And so when Peter stepped on it, he stepped on something that was solid. It's when he took his eyes off the Word. It's when he took his eyes off of Jesus. It's when he looked. The scripture says that he saw, and that word didn't just mean see with the natural eyes. It means he saw it, he felt it, it, it. He could feel underneath that it was getting, that he was sinking, and so that began to affect what he believed. It began to take away from what he believed. That meant that the the what he felt was becoming stronger than the Word. Right? It was becoming stronger. That Word, remember, go back, that Word has enough power to create, to bring to you to the place that you stand right there with Jesus. It has that kind of power. And it's us changing our thinking and not allowing what we're looking at, what we're feeling, you know, what our emotions are saying. I don't know about you, but emotions can go up one day and down the next. You know, what, up, up, down, something like this can change your emotions. And so we can't go by emotions. We can't go by what we're feeling. And that's what Peter started doing, started going. And so... All he did was just say, help me, Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Stand there and go, well, Peter, why didn't you stay on the word? He didn't do that. He reached out and he pulled him to him. And he didn't scold him. He wasn't mad at him. He was just saying, Peter, why why did you not continue to use your faith? Why did you waver? Why did you allow that? to begin to take hold of you. Let me teach you something here, Peter. Let me show you something here, Peter. That's what he's saying. He's not scolding. He's not mad. He's not just belittling him and shaming him and saying, Oh, Peter, you just don't have any faith. You're just no good. He wasn't doing that. Sometimes, you know, when we don't succeed or we uh, we fall or we get emotions and we allow them to overtake them, we think, you know, God's mad at us and he's there to scold us. No, he's there to love us and help us and say, get back up. We can do this. You can do this. You can go at this again. Just keep moving. That's what he was saying. They did walk back to the boat. They did walk. Peter did walk back to the boat with Jesus. Jesus was saying, watch this work. Come on, let's do this. You can do this. I'm telling you, none of the other disciples could say that. He had a he had a, a, one upmanship on him. They thought they did signs and wonders. He says, Yeah, but I walked on the water. <laughs> Remember that? I bet, I bet that was a story throughout the land. Peter bragged. He got home to his wife and he says, You'll never believe what I did. <laughs> I got out of the boat, and I walked on the water. She probably looked at him like, what? He says, I really walked on the water. Jesus and I, we walked on the water. And that's what he wants us to say. Jesus and I, we did this. This was a team effort. I used my faith, and I saw God do this. We we were Co-laboring with God. We were working with God. That's what Peter was saying. I'm working with God. I was work, hey, I was working with God. When we, when we operate and allow the Spirit of God to move and flow through us, and we begin to operate or co-labor with God. Somehow we have this notion that we're in this all by ourselves. We are not in this by ourselves. We are co-laboring with the will of God. We are co-laboring with the Father. We are stepping into that place that we are allowing what God wants in us to come through us. So we're co-laboring. Together. I shared a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago. How we're co laborers with, that's what Mark 16 says. We're co laborers with the Holy Spirit, with God Himself. We're working together. We are not by ourselves. And that's something that we've got to get a hold of. That's something we've got to really grasp that we are not in this by ourselves. We can see it more sometimes when we're praying and we're praying in the Spirit and we're allowing the Holy Ghost to pray through us. And then as the Holy Spirit is praying through us, sometimes words come up, things come up, and we know we're co-laboring with the Holy Ghost to pray in the plans and purposes of God. know what I'm talking about? You know, you're taking hold with the Holy Ghost. But somehow... When it comes to signs, wonders, and miracles, all of a sudden, we're not co-laboring, and we think we're by ourselves. We think, I got to do this by myself. You want me to lay hands on somebody? You want me to see the blind eyes open? I can't do that. Well, then, we've just cut off our co-laborer. We've just cut off our partner because we're partnering with the Holy Ghost. We're partnering together for signs, wonders, and miracles, and we're not in this by ourselves. And that's the place that we have to change our thinking. That's the place we have to get into that when miracles are going to take place, we're not by ourselves. Just like that's what Jesus was trying to, what he was showing the disciples. Hey, we're together in this. We're co-laboring together in this. That's what he was telling Peter. You believe, Peter, then you come. If you honor my word and you trust my word, you can walk on that water. I mean, you think about the things that, you know, an axe had floated in the water and the Red Sea parted and lots of things happened with water but nobody else ever walked on it. And so when Jesus was walking on the water, it was a new thing. And the disciples didn't know how to grasp it. They didn't know how to take hold of the new thing. They didn't know how to take hold what Jesus was doing. You know, I I believe that, you know, if Jesus told you to today, you could walk on the water. Now, don't go out and try. You know, I'm not telling you to do that. Don't say, Pastor Vicky said, go walk on the water. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if Jesus told you to. If you needed to, and he said it, and you released your faith, it could happen. And y'all have heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. Many years ago when I was doing a meeting and I was on the stage and I was going down to pray for all these pastors and I walked off that stage and I walked in the air and I did not know it, but I was walking. I mean, I remember when that angel came up behind me. I just thought somebody was helping me. I thought it was a live body. It had to be an angel because I felt the hands. And it just carried me out into the air. I have witnesses. People still today will come up and say, I was there and I saw you. So I have testimony. I'm not making it up. (laughs) It's the truth. And when I walked off of that, I thought to myself, I'm taller than everybody. How come I'm taller than everybody? I can just see over everybody. That's not my norm. I'm normally looking up. But I can see, and so I just thought, oh, I thought. And then I remember coming down like on a Ferris wheel, and my stomach went, and I went, whee! I'm thinking, oh, that was cool. And I did not know till the next day that I actually walked off I don't have on the air. I don't know how else to say that, but that's what exactly happened. I walked on the water. I was out there. It was a new thing. I've never done it since, but I did it. Not everybody can say that. <laughs> but I can say that. <laughs> Do what? Like Peter, I can say it like Peter. He walked on the water, I walked on the air. You know why? Because I just moved with God. I, didn't, I never prayed for that, never asked to do, do that. He just used me. It was a sign, and it made people wonder. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> made me wonder the next day when they told me what happened, because I wasn't aware. And that's where Jesus was. There's new things. Are we open to it? Are we open to it? See, we're going to have to become open. Peter was open to walking on the water. The 11 weren't. I bet some of them wished they had. Probably thought, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have stepped out. What was it like, Peter? How did it feel? Don't, come on, let's be real. People, you're going to ask questions, right? People ask me questions. I couldn't really answer them. But they did ask me questions. How did it feel? I don't know. I wasn't aware of it. So new things. Are you looking for the new thing? Are you looking for what God wants to do in this hour? Are you looking for the miracles to invade your life? Are you looking for new ways, witty ideas, new inventions? Or are you just going to stay in what you know? Are you going to stay in the norm? Are you going to stay in the safe place? Are you going to stay in the boat? Are you going to stay in that place that, well, I'm not going to step out? I'll just stay here with the crowd. Or are you going to step out? See, it's our decision. Jesus is speaking to us. Jesus is saying, I'm raising the church up. Jesus is saying, I want the church to do signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus is saying, I want to use you. Jesus is saying, I don't want you sitting back. What are you saying? (laughs) There we go. Somebody, what about the rest of you? You know, are you going to move with it? It's a decision that we have to begin to prepare ourselves for. It's a place that you and I have to get ourselves to that we are going to believe the Word above everything, that we are going to take hold of, and that God is talking to every one of us. This has been my whole theme this year, probably longer than that, trying to get inside the church, get inside their very soul that they believe God wants to use them. That God wants to invade your life. And He wants you to co-labor with Him and trust Him that if He tells you to do something, that you simply say, See, we got to get, Peter was the one that got out of his head. The other 11 stayed in their head. That's why they were on the boat. I believe if John had said, I'm coming, Jesus would have said, come. I believe that. I believe he would have done it for every one of them. Because he wanted them to experience that. I believe he purposely forced them to get on that ship. I don't know if he totally knew what God was going to do. But he knew God was up to something. And God was going to demonstrate something. That's why the word said that he could strain them. He said, get on the boat and go to the other side. He did it on purpose. He had something. He knew something, and he went to that mountain, and he prayed to know what God wanted him to do. And then he walked in that power up to that boat on purpose. See what they would do. I'll tell you, the Lord does some things sometimes to see what we're going to do. How we're going to respond, how we're going to react, what we're going to think. Are we going to sit back or are we going to move? It's a day of movement. It's not the day of sitting back any longer. It's a day of us making stands, being strong, being vocal. Declaring the word of God and watching signs of wonders. It's that time. Jesus is purposeful about what he does. And he has a plan for this hour. And you're included in it. You're included in it. It's the time, as pastor said on Sunday... That that sepulchre of righteousness is raised up and the hand of God is saying, Come on. You've been born for such a time as this. Step into your role, step into your place, step out of yourself and come and co-labor with me. Come and move with me. Is anybody excited? Is anybody stirred up a little bit? You know, that something could stir on the inside of you that would cause you to get out of yourself. Oh, what a glorious day will be when we're out of ourselves. <laughs> and it's not gonna be when we get to heaven. I hope not. He wants it here. Peter got out of himself. He got out of fear. I know he got back in it. Then he got back out of it. And that's what God wants to do. I'm telling you, I'm trying to stir y'all up. <laughs> stir you up, stir you up, stir you up. <laughs> Get you stirred up. So you believe that you can do it. I mean, this stuff excites me. I I get excited about what God wants to do. I get excited about signs, wonders, and miracles. It's like that song we sang on Sunday. Don't tell me that he can't do it. Don't you tell me God can't do it. I've seen too much. I've seen him do. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen the withered hand grow out. I've seen cancer heal. You know, I've seen too many things. You can't tell me God can't do it. And you can't tell me God doesn't want to use you. You can't tell me that. It's too late. If he can take this girl, you know, nobody, and use me, he can use anybody. I don't have anything special written on me except I'm a woman of faith and I'll walk on the water. And if he tells me, and he knows this, if he tells me to do it, if he tells me to spit, bless the Lord, I'll spit. And I have spitted. (laughs) And I've seen a tongue loosed. So don't tell me he can't do it. That's the attitude we gotta get. You hear the voice of God, you obey the voice of God, and watch God do it. Just watch him, watch him perform, watch him do the miracles. Watch him use you. And watch him, I'll tell you, I I think he gets so excited. I don't think Jesus was standing there in the water, oh, just disgusted. I, I can't see that. I can see Jesus watching Peter. I can see a grin on his face. I can see an excitement in him. And when he watches Peter... Put that first leg over. I can see Jesus, you know, in that place. Come on, Peter. Come on, you can do this. Get all the way out of the boat. You can do this, Peter. Come on. I can see an excitement. I can see a joy. Because when we obey and we do what he wants us to do, it brings great joy. I mean, it brings joy to the Father. You know, when you, see, when you see as a parent the first time your child walks, are you like, can't you do better than that? I mean, you can only take one step. No, when they can take one step, we're going, whoa, they walked. Oh, that is so good. I'm so proud of you. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You're excited. I mean, there's no sadness. You're not sitting there scolding them, saying, well, how come you, you took a step and you sat down? That's what my kids did. <laughs> okay, I took a step. I was excited. Jesus is excited when we step into that place and we obey him. He gets so excited for you. He starts rooting for you. I mean, he is your biggest cheerleader. When you're out there walking on the water, nobody cheers louder than he does. Nobody gets more excited than the father when he sees his kids doing what the big brother's doing. <laughs> it's excitement, it's joy in heaven. It's angels celebrating. And their father is just saying, that's my child. Hallelujah. He says, that's my little girl. Yep, that's my little girl. I know her name. She's mine. She belongs to me. She gets a little crazy every once in a while. But I like her that way. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do you get the picture? This is for each and every one of you. Amen? I'm just, If I could just shake you enough to shake you, <laughs> I'd do that and say, shake, come on, you can do this. Because I believe it's the will of God. I believe it's the plan of God. And I do not believe he wants to leave anybody out. I believe that. And don't you tell me he can't use you. We know he can do it, but don't you tell me he can't use you. Because he wants to. Hallelujah. He wants to. He's got great plans. Let's jump in the river. Let's walk on the water. Let's get out of the boat. Quit making excuses why you can't. Start telling yourself. Y'all get up in the morning. This is what an assignment. Okay. Say, I will do my assignment. In the morning, when I get up, I'm going to look in the mirror. And I'm going to say to that person in the mirror, you can do signs, wonders, and miracles. You got the power of God. And he wants to use you. So rise up. And let him use you. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember... You are God's best.